episode 48 of the Cherokee Rewind rolling as I am Mick. I thank you very much for hanging out with us here on this episode. This episode is going to take us back a little bit, uh, back uh, earlier this century, as uh, we're going to be saying hi to uh, Mr. Doug Linden Smith. If I'm not mistaken, Doug, you're from Sterling Heights? Correct. Yeah, Strong Heights, Michigan. Wow, man, I can't. There's a few few people I remember them for, or there's uh, stuff about them for whatever reason. And one of the, you're one of those guys, because I remember Sterling Heights, and your your jersey number for some reason I remember that too. And if I remember correctly, it was number eleven, was it not? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> anyway, oh man, I'm I'm just getting old. That's all there is to it. Oh man, but um, anywho, uh, just uh, glad that we could have it here on here. Uh, Doug, uh, try, yeah, you know what? You're right. You were 16. Now that I think about it, I remember it. Uh, and now, when your brother played in Toledo, what number did he wear? Did he wear 16 also? See, I do not know. Oh, that's gonna tear. That's gonna eat at me. But oh well. Yeah, anyway, uh, but um, I will. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, let's get let's get to this. As uh, I was, um, um, I was thinking about this, and the other reason I remember you too for two reasons. We'll get into this as we go along here about your time playing up in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. You're one of the few people. You, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a CFL football fan, and my team is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and we also had a kid after you that played in Saskatchewan from Saskatchewan that played for us, uh, and uh, trying to remember his name, Warren Douglas. That was it. I had to remember because he was like a heavyweight. He was a he he threw the Dukes man with like, ooh. Anyway, um, I remember that, and then I remember too your dad. Because for whatever reason, I just hit it off so well with your folks. And uh, I remember, you know, back then times were really tough. And he went to work out in, I think, Alberta, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was actually, I uh, went out for a tryout out in uh, Alberta. And he saw a flyer, like one of the times driving me to the rink. And then he applied. When he went home, he got the call, and then he came back. He was there for eight years. Wow, that had to be really hard. Uh, um, but now, let, well, first before we get into that, though, let's start. Let's start with you. Um, growing up in suburban Detroit, uh, I'm gonna guess you were a Wings fan. Who was your favorite player growing up? Until I mean later in his career, but yeah, uh, I just love the way he played. Uh, he was having I mean, a great finisher too. Yeah, just that yeah, was my favorite player. Wow, that's okay. So basically, I'm I'm totally floundering here and going in the tank, but that's okay. That's what I enjoy doing. That's why I don't I don't use the internet to look stuff up on you or anybody. I try to do this off of memory. So, and, and to me, it just makes it more fun. 
You know, I don't, I don't make, I don't want, I don't want to be the next Joe Rogan when it comes to doing podcasts. I'm just content. I want to have conversations with people, real ones, you know, not, not, not uh, ones that are fake. So, you know, if I screw up, I screw up and that's why I like it. So anyway, uh, so tell me, Doug, um, you put, you started, how old were you when you first put on a pair of skates? Uh, probably two, three, uh, in my backyard, my dad, uh, I mean, for the longest time growing up, he built a rink in my backyard. So, and that's where I learned to skate. That's where I fell in love with the game. I mean, played out there on a winter's day under the lights. It was <laughs> such a great feeling. And yeah, that's. That's where I got started. That's where I fell in love with the game. And I owe it to my dad for building the rink all those years. Wow. Now, uh, now, how how long did it take you till you got to skating pretty good? Uh, I mean, if you ask most people, man, who'd say I never got to skate really good, but... <laughs> I don't know, man. It got you up to the SJHL. I think it, it, you did something good. Yeah, it didn't have, didn't have the greatest stride at all, but... You got me from point A to point B. Well, that and the fact that you scored a crap load of goals. I mean, come on, you you can't you can't uh, deny that one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was my favorite thing to do on the ice. I mean, ever since I was growing up, uh, I remember when I was in uh, mini mites and we'd have to play each position, and my turn was up to be a goalie. And uh, my parents told me this all the time that I would, I took the puck and I went end to end and scored, you know, in goalie gear. Oh my God. That is hilarious. Now, how old were you when you did this? Uh, like seven. Holy smokes. Of course, they didn't enforce the goalie pass center ice rule there, huh? <laughs> Should have been blown dead, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say either that or you had a wicked shot with a goalie stick. Uh, one or the other, but uh, that's funny. But So now, uh, you, you did your time in penance in purgatory as goalie. Uh, and then uh, did you ever play any time at D? Uh, no. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like it. My mind was always on the, the offensive zone. Just fell in love with being a forward. So, uh, where did you start playing? Did you start playing there in Sterling Heights, or was it somewhere else that you started playing uh, uh, organized hockey? Yeah, it was, I mean, it's just like a city right next to it. Uh, Mount Clemens was my first my first arena I've ever played in, with Mount Clemens Canadians. Then I played around, like, Frazier and Troy growing up before making the trip down to Toledo. Wow. So, you played in Troy. So, uh I mean, did you play with any of the the big any programs in those cities when you played? Yeah, I played uh, for Bell Tire growing up. Okay, um, so you're a Bell Tire guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah Bell Tire growing up, and then uh, played in, uh, just like uh, some minor league hockey, and then we had an independent Triple A team my last year of like youth hockey. Hmm. So now, I mean, who were your co- who were your coaches back then that you played for when you were a kid? Uh, my dad for the longest time, and then in Bantam and Midget, it was a coach by Bud Hagen. But yeah, it was my dad from Mini Mites to Pee Wee. Okay. 
So, I mean, what was it like having dad as the coach? Uh, did, was that a bit of a challenge? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know my dad, he's, uh, he's a, a go-getter. He's high, strong, and he, I mean, he wants to win just like everyone else. And he was one of those guys that I couldn't, it was always coach around the ice. And I, I feel like he took it, took it harder on me when I did something wrong than the other kids. But I guess it was just him trying to drill it into me and one of the best out of me. Okay. Well, uh, the, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that's always the, that's always the, the key there is wanting the best. Um, uh, so when you, um, when now, did you play high school hockey when you were older? Uh, no, I played, uh, minor midget my sophomore year and then junior and senior year I was with Toledo. Okay. So, um, what was that experience like, uh, playing, uh, in your sophomore year? Uh, it was really good. I mean, we, I, we traveled all over the place cause we didn't have like a league per se because we we're independent. So we went, I mean, we went everywhere like Halifax, Holy Nebraska. God. Yeah. We pretty much traveled the whole United States that year. That probably, oh my gosh. I mean, that probably wasn't easy. I mean, what kind of, how many games did you guys play that year? If you remember at all, I think it was around like 60. Holy crap. They don't even play that many in junior. (laughs) Smokes, man. That's nuts. So, okay. So you play, you play, uh, like that. And then, uh, what was it that eventually got you, uh, in your junior year, what was it that got you to come to Toledo? Uh, Ian Duncan. Um, so, <laughs> it's a long story. but We got so time. Up, Relax. Go for it. <laughs> I traveled for Toledo the first camp. I got cut. I went to, I mean, I got cut from, like, Motor City, went to their camp, got cut. Went to the Metro Jets camp, got cut. And then I was actually ready to play for a midget major team out of Troy. Uh, and then Duncan called me, said he wanted me on the team. And then the rest was history. Holy smokes. So tell me about the tryout camp or the camp in Toledo when you first got here. Uh, what was it like going into that locker room after having the, uh, the difficulty you had between Motor City and Metro? Yeah, it was, I mean, I definitely got definitely got down on myself uh didn't know what to expect um it was i mean it was intimidating uh was, i mean it's a big locker room a bunch of older guys too uh yeah it was it was intimidating walking in there but i was just i had to get and believe in myself and said he wants you here for a reason mm-hmm. well i mean uh, did, was there anybody, I mean, cause you're, you weren't a short guy, you're a tall guy. And, uh, and, uh, I was just wondering if, if, uh, you know, like maybe there was any guys in, in there that you were like, oof, you know, uh, were you intimidated at all? I mean, were you uh, gun shy when you first walked in that locker room? Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> walking in, you got Higgins, he's six, four, you got Abby, I mean, he was over six foot, and they're all, I mean, they've been there, they've won. Big, big, 
personalities and it's just being i mean i was 15 at the time going into it it's just like wow you know kind of like an awe uh-huh okay so uh how long did it take you to get acclimated and get comfortable to where you're like hey i'm i'm, I'm in the groove here with this team uh I, honestly i think it was like the first road trip um yeah just going to the bus the first time just sitting there and i remember they started playing cards in the back and then tommy for whatever reason higgins came up to me he's like hey doug come on come back let's play cards and after that <laughs> just bonded with the guys and i mean i was i was back there every road trip playing cards with them huh okay now did you have to go through any kind of rookie hazing or So, um, how long did how long did it take to grow back? Uh, it took like three or four months to get back to where it looked reasonable, and then going to high school with a bald head, it's like people are looking at you weird. It's like, yeah, I'm in a junior team in Toledo. Yeah, they. I don't think they quite get that. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Um, so, um, did you? Did they? Were you like kind of, uh, did they like pull any pranks on you? Like in the locker room or on the road trips, any? Yeah. Uh, I, I forget who did it, but one of the times I had clear tape on the bottom of my skates. So when you go out and you take your first step, you slip and fall. That was always a good one. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you retaliate ever? Or? What was that? Said, so did you retaliate ever? Oh. That's right. So, uh, so I mean, um, who do you remember your first game in the lineup? Yeah. So we played Metro Jets. It was in Metro, and I think we lost. I want to say nine one. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, what is going on?" I was like, "I thought we had a we had a great team, but we we did. It was just took us time to get going." First game, 9-1, I think I saw, I want to say, like, maybe five minutes of ice time all games. Holy smokes. <laughs> My gosh. Now, I mean, because back then, we very, very seldom, uh, very, very seldom uh, lost to Metro back then. Um, I mean, it was it was a rarity because they were, they had, they had mostly all local kids. They didn't, they didn't bring them in at all. And so, you know, they, uh, their program was, you know, they had their issues. So that's why, you know, I mean, nine to one. Wow. Yeah. That was the only time I lost to Metro in my Toledo career though. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there, there is that. <laughs> Thank you. I feel better now. No, but, um, so, um, so, okay. So you, uh, do, who were your line mates back then? Oh, uh, it was Ross. 
Slane and oh, I forget who our who our other winger was. It might have been Andrew Wool for a little bit. Okay. I, I I forget who else. But yeah, it was me and Ross for the majority of the time. Okay. Do you remember your first goal? Yeah, it was uh I think our third game we were playing Cleveland in Toledo. Okay. Which was awesome. I still love scoring I I love scoring in Toledo with that big horn. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yep. That was always that was always fun. That big <laughs> it, it reminds me of the horn that you used to hear on the Boblo boat. Uh, <laughs> That's what it always reminded me of, of at Bamboblo Island, is the Bablo boat when it, when it was pulling out of port. It'd be like, over there. But, uh, so, okay, so, uh, now, you, now, you played, what years did you play in Toledo, the two years? What year, years were those? Uh, it was 06, 07, and then 07, 08. Okay. Man, I'm getting old. I was trying to remember, and I couldn't even remember. All I know is that it was just sometime last deck or two decades ago. Uh, so, man, forgot we're in 21 now. So it's like, eh, we're old. But, um, me. It, it, dude, trust me, I, I, I've got corns on my toes that are older than you are. But uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, I just uh, I was just trying to remember to because uh, that was right about the time, I think your second year with us, that was when your dad actually headed out to Alberta, wasn't it? my second year that's when yeah it was 2008 when he when he went out there okay then that's when your brother played because i remember running into your mom at the rink and she was telling me about it because i was telling her about you know my better half not being with me being long distance and you know she was telling me you know yeah it's not it's that wasn't easy and uh, i remember her telling me that back then and uh it's like uh, one of those things where it's like, you know, we, we kind of we kind of both understood each other a little bit, you know, having to go through that. But uh, I mean, the thing I remember about your dad was always he was, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have long hair, kind of almost like a mullet? Uh, that's funny. It was like I had bald head. The one year his hair was, I mean, probably down to his shoulders. Yeah, for some reason he just grew it out and it just kept growing and just loved it. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, I kind of half expected him to be, you know, coming in here, you know, and it's like I, I was like expecting him to be like having chains in his hands or something, you know. <laughs> Something, you know, he just, he was, he was, he was, he was tough, man. He was bad actor looking, you know, but uh, the, the thing was, he was probably one of the absolute nicest guys. And I will never forget. I will never forget. I was on the air. We were broadcasting. It was, I know it was your brother that was in the lineup at that point. And uh, it was like either a, like one of the first games of the season or the exhibition season. I can't remember which, but I know it was like, uh, it was like in, uh, it was September maybe or uh, something like that. Um, and we, I was on the air and he was listening. I didn't know it, but he was listening. And I was talking about, uh, I was talking about your brother. And um, I said, uh, you know, I said, and yeah, his brother, Doug, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, yeah, I go and a big shout out to, uh, 
to you know their dad i said because he is in calgary alberta i said and that's the that's where this year's great cup is going to be and started talking about that a little bit and laugh you know i had a little chuckle not thinking much of it you know just like no big deal i get an email or yeah i think i got an email or it might have been your mom coming up to me and saying do you want to go to the game i can he, she goes he said that i can get he can get tickets for you easy he said you get out there and we'll go to the game and i was like <laughs> flabbergasted i wanted to go so bad but my scheduling commitments wouldn't let me do it but it was like he just uh he he was like that that cool of a guy to me, you know, and that's what I remember about him. And, and like I say, him and your mom both were just really super nice to me, you know, and stuff. And uh, you know, but uh, talking about that stuff, I mean, what else do you remember playing in Toledo? I mean, stories wise and stuff, because um, some of the guys you talked about, some of the guys that you played with, whether it was Abby or uh, Corey Abaglen, Tom Higgins. Uh, I'm trying to remember, was Bart Reeves on your team? The, the the hands of stone <laughs> that dude had this and 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 if you remember, you know doug that guy was like the gangliest like skinniest puny kid you ever seen in your life but he was still the heavyweight champ of the central states hockey league oh gosh yeah i remember like before i ever saw him fight just during uh, practices and stuff, I would like hit him and stuff and try to get him mad and get under his skin. I remember, I forget who came up to me and like, hey, like, watch, watch out what your, like, tree you're barking up. And I'm like, hey, like, what do you mean this guy's, this guy's tiny? And then I saw him in the first fight and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Never That's mind. Okay. I'm gonna, I want to make sure I keep that in arms like, yeah, he <laughs> could, he could chalk him. It was unbelievable because he was so small and he would take on anybody. Yeah. No, but not, no fear. He didn't care how yeah. big they were. I mean, my gosh, because we had, I'm trying to remember, because of course we had Higgy, who, yeah. you know, Tom Higgins, who was our captain, and that dude, I mean, 6'4", and he could hit like a, a freight train, and uh, and he wasn't like real thick, but he was like solid. There wasn't any fat on that kid, and he was just plain solid, and he played mean. You know, you know, so, I mean, Abby was the, Abby was the goal scorer. He was the guy that you set the puck up for. And and he's the one that always was the guy that on that line that, that put the uh, puck in the net. Um, But it was funny because trying to remember who else was on, out on that team um, that was uh, up front. And it's, I know you you mentioned Ross Lane, Ross, the boss. um, And I remember him. What's that? Tyler Pillmore. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. Andrew Hafner. Rue. Yes. And, yeah. Austin Sipel came. I think he was on there for like half a season. Oh yeah, Sipes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark yep. Farrell. I'm sorry, who? Mark Farrell. Oh, he was a little guy, wasn't he? He was from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little guy. He became. He ended up becoming, I think, an ICU nurse. Really? Yeah, he became a nurse. I know he was going to nursing school. Uh, not too long after he finished with us, uh, he was uh, he was in nursing school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, I just remember he was just the coolest kid that I had thought the world of. But he, like I say, he was probably about what five six, five seven, yeah, if that. Yeah. On skates, maybe. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but since you brought it up, I mean, uh, I don't know if he could have made the, uh, if he could have rode all the rides at Cedar Point. Let's put it that way. You know, he, he was not a tall guy, but he played like it in the corners, man. He, he was fearless. He, well, he was, yeah. He, he was, a, as to, I'll paraphrase, he was a crap disturber. He would get under your, try to get under your skin, and he did a good job of that. He would get under more people's skins to where they'd cross-check him and and hack and whack him because he they they ticked him he ticked him off because of the way he played. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he would he, he would give people some some two-handers too when the ref wasn't looking. And oh yeah. He, and he, then he would get cross-checked when the ref was looking. He would just smile and laugh. Yeah, he 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 pissed off a lot of people. Yes, he did. I mean, and he was good at that. He 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 reveled in that role. He enjoyed doing that. That was just his way of – he wanted to play hockey, and that's how he did it. Uh, now, who was your goaltenders back then? Uh, it was uh, J.R. Yep, J.R. Engelbert. Oh, what was his name to uh, – I want to say uh, Tony Pl- uh, Plusky or something. Sean Plarsky? No, it wasn't Sean. He was my – Oh, from Grand Rapids. Uh, Tony – yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're t- who you're talking about, Tony. Uh, uh, I just remember his mom and dad. His dad had a real thick accent, and his mom was like just a. a all the players used to drool over her. <laughs> I remember that because uh, she was a very attractive woman, extremely attractive, and um, I, uh, I'm sure when 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 this drops. You know, people will put in the comment line who what his last name was, but I, I can see him clear as day. He and I, and the thing was, he and I got along great. I mean, we were even after he left Toledo, and um, oh gosh, no man, that's gonna drive me nuts. It's a it, it was a Polish sounding name. I just can't remember the last name. Is Tony Per not Perkowski, uh something like that though in that vein. Um, I mean, oh, that's gonna drive me nuts now. Thanks, Doug. You just really, <laughs> man. But I, yeah, we had, I mean, we had him and Jr. And I know eventually we traded Tony to back to Grand Rapids because that put him at home, you know, close at home. He could play at home, and I mean, that gave basically Jr. was the younger kid that, uh, um, I mean. He was, uh, and Jr. Came, became a stud, and Jr. now is, just took a job coaching high school hockey out in Colorado, at, near his hometown. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I I know that because I just read that recently. So uh, that that is cool. Um, but no, that's gonna bug me now. But it's um, it's oh, thanks, Doug. Now 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 that's gonna bug me. <laughs> That's going to irritate the crap out of me. So anyway, so, um, but, um, as far as, I mean, when you played, um, did you notice anything as far as the type of, uh, the, the style of play then versus what you watch now? I mean, do you see anything different? Is it, uh, I mean, has anything changed in the game that the way you've seen it? Yeah. I mean, physical when I played uh, yeah I remember just sitting on the bench and I, I mean my first year there was probably two or three line balls <laughs> and yeah, I remember just sitting there like oh my gosh like 
what is going on? I mean, coming from a youth hockey, I, we rarely ever saw a fight. And when it was, it was just two guys with gloves on hitting each other in the cage. Yeah. And then you go, go to juniors and it's people taking off their buckets and everything. And yeah, the line balls are crazy. I saw, I mean, two goalie fights. I, I just feel like when I played, it was a lot, it was a lot more physical than it is now. I mean, for a good reason, they change it though to, I mean, protect people and make sure there's not as many concussions as there was back then. But yeah, the physical play has definitely, has definitely dropped. But the skill, I mean, if you even look at like the NHL now, I mean, the skill is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I still hope they don't take fighting out of the game because I think that's, you know, I've had this conversation before. I think that it helps with, uh, keep the stick work down. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, yep. You know, I just, I don't, I don't want it to get to where, I mean, next thing you know, you're going to be having, seeing NHLers having to wear cages or face, yeah, face masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, come on. These are grown professionals, you know, so. So, but I mean, now, I mean, now you, you said you seen some land brawls and stuff. Do you, were you ever a part of any of those? Uh, no, never, never a part of a line brawl. I had a, I mean, I think I had four fights, two each year for, in Toledo, but yeah, it was never, never a line brawl. How did you, how did you fare in those fights? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I lost, but I don't think the other guy won either. I think it was more of a draw. It was, I mean, the first one, it was versus Columbus. It was at home. It was right off the draw. And I mean, we were punching each other, and then I mean, one guy slips and falls, and then it's over. Wasn't anything bad. I don't, I don't remember getting hit hard. So. Okay. Well, that's not bad. And well, also, again, like I said, you're a tall guy. I mean, you're about what six three? <laughs> I wish I'm five eleven. Dude, you looked a lot taller on skate. It must be the skates. <laughs> you must have had some really high skates because you yeah, did. You you I, were. You look some oh, extensions in them. Yeah, yeah, uh, different kind of extensions apparently. Okay, uh, but uh, you know I'm used to extensions on sticks, not on skates. But uh, but uh, anyway, so you know I just I don't know I just you never I mean you ne- you weren't af- you never was afraid or anything. You just you always appeared to me from what I remember. You always were a player who wasn't afraid to mix it up, but you didn't go looking for it. You just weren't afraid though to, but you still weren't afraid to mix it up. So you were able to. Uh, go, you know, whether it was, you know, go around the net and not really have to take too much of a beating. I mean, you, uh, like I said, you had some great hands. Now, how many goals did you end up scoring that first year, if you remember? Uh, I think it was six, maybe. What? The first year? Yeah, first year, I, th- I think I had ended up with, like, Oh, 11 or 13 points. Okay. Well, yeah, because you didn't play a lot that first year, did you? No, we had, I mean, our roster was so, was so top. I mean, we had, I mean, proven uh, proven players at that league that had been there for two or three years. It was more of, like, just watching and learning how to play in the junior hockey. I mean, I credit all to all the older guys that I played with. They, I mean, they showed me how to play in, in juniors, like, what it takes to win, what it takes to battle, and I mean, what it takes to like play at that level and stay at that level. 
So, I mean, uh, I remember uh, trying to remember some of our, our D guys, too, because uh, um, that was, was that, was Brandon Bolter on that team? He was on uh, my our team the second year. Your second so, year, okay. Yeah, the first year was with uh, Sexsmith, Nick Jost, uh, JC Gulch, Ryan. Uh, oh, Ryan. Sully. Right. Oh, Ryan Sell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I remember selling and selling and JC were a, a defense. They were both, uh, and they were both small guys. But uh, Gulch liked to like to be a disturber, and and, and Selly was just he was a piece of work. But he was actually a for being a smaller guy, he was actually a very good defenseman. And I mean JC, just from being his football back, background, I mean some of the hits that he would lay. Just coming up and people not saying he would absolutely destroy people and being I mean probably under six foot he would just kill guys too it was <laughs> so good yeah I I love that because he played I'm trying to remember where did he play football I think up in Michigan for like Whiteford or somebody but uh, I know he played just over the line up in Michigan so but um now uh, I was thinking too. When did were you part of that? I don't know if it was that year or the year before, uh, or it might have been the your year, um, the year time there. Was that when uh, you guys got into the big scrap with Dubuque? Yeah, at home, man. That was my first year. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Nick Jost on here soon. Uh, he's I've got him lined up already, and the funny part is. He started that whole thing with that big hit uh, at the Dubuque Blue Line. He, he lit up that kid, and and it that just absolutely everything just snowballed. And the funny part is, when everything finally was settled down, when it was all settled down, he never went in. He never got a penalty. <laughs> he was never in the box for anything. And the, the hit itself, the hit itself was clean. But then all the extracurriculars after that. I mean, his shoulders were square. He lined him up, uh, shoulder check, plowed right into him, blew him up. And in and, and Dubuque, they just, uh, their coach just didn't like that. And so he sent uh, their goon after JR. I remember that. And, and JR leapfrogged him when he went to submarine him. Oh my God! Yeah, he just destroyed that kid. And 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 uh, Sipes, I think it was Sipes was fighting two guys and beating the snot out of both of them. I mean, well, he was sneaky strong too. That kid was. I mean, he was. I remember he was he was cut up when he uh, when he came. Like he was just solid muscle. It's like that's another kid you don't want to mess with. He was quiet. I mean, one of the nicest kids to talk to and. Like just BS with, but on the ice, he's a tough kid. Yeah, he was extremely tough, and uh, I was just, uh, I was just, uh, um, I was just thinking about that too because I mean he he had like fists that, and he was beating up one of the tough guys for Dubuque, and and uh, and their coach was like livid and he was ready to fight our coaches in the back the back hallway there that you go through to to get to the locker rooms he was ready i mean they were ready to call cops everything and oh my gosh that was 
Uh, I mean, but it adds to the lure of that was the Central States Hockey League. Yeah, yeah I remember sitting on the bench just like, what? What? What just happened? Yep. Who runs at a goalie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, what is going on? But the cool part was JR held his own beautifully. I mean, he was one tough, and he, of course, he was a really tall hombre, so that helped, but uh, that helped in his leapfrog ability, but uh, that was just so funny, though, you know, when he leapfrogged, and he, he I, I saw him jack uh, one of their top guys, one of their top uh, scorers who, who was in there, and I saw him clean as a bell, because we were doing the game for uh, the uh, sports channel here, for TV, and absolutely they had a close-up on the screen of jr lighting this kid up with the right hand he finally got his uh his glove off uh his blocker off and just unleashed a right hand and caught this kid's jaw and just he dropped him he just dropped him i mean that's uh that's i just i was like oh yes and and a matter of fact, I was doing the game. I don't know if it was with Rue or it may have been with Toby, Toby Hafner. And uh, I was doing, I think it with Toby. We were doing the uh, we were doing the game uh, on, on TV broadcasting, and and Toby's talking about Gong Show hockey by by Dubuque and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there just wanting to laugh hysterically, and I had to keep my mouth shut and try and be, you know, dare I say the word professional, but uh, I just. Uh, I'm telling you, that was one of the one of the more wild times and fun times that I've seen in a while. And uh, that, but that that one, like I said, Nick Jost was the one that started it and never saw the penalty box. But it's like, geez, that's a beautiful thing. So you go from your first year to your second year. Uh, was there any change in? Obviously, you you got to play a lot more. Uh, but what was it also the transition like for you as far as responsibility, uh, you know, the things that you expected of yourself versus what Dunk expected of you? Yeah, I mean, I I really took, like, practice at first year, I mean, extremely hard. Like, I wanted to go up against, I mean, Tommy and uh, Bart and all the big guys that are older because I wanted to improve my game. I mean, being a 16-year-old going up against – 20 year olds it was gonna i mean obviously help me but yeah going into the i mean the first after the first season i really took training a lot harder um worked out i ran skated pretty much every day uh and then going to that season i mean i was i think it was first line on the power play and i i mean i wanted to be a leader on the team like those guys were and i wanted to show like the new guys come in like this is the the Toledo way because I I truly believe that they like they showed me what it meant to be a Toledo Cherokee and that I wanted to show the next group coming up like they this is it's hard work and this is what we're gonna do this is a winning team this is a winning organization mm-hmm. and uh, you know I mean so when you I just uh, you know it's. I, I, I have to agree with you there. I mean, it is, and it's, and it's tight. It's a tight knit bunch. Um, so now how did you see the difference between the way, uh, I mean, at least in the beginning of the season, uh, the way veterans uh, were to the rookies versus uh, you guys when you were a veteran, 
uh, the way you guys were to your rookies that second year? Was there a big difference or? No, I mean, they were, they were always good to me. So I never had any like hard feelings or anything. I, I took the head shaving or whatever that, that, that comes with it or, you know, a, a shoe check at, at dinner. We had to sing in front of everybody. <laughs> That's always my favorite one to do to rookies or <laughs> their first game playing. Uh, Did you ever get shoe checked? Oh, yeah, I got suit checked. <laughs> After the first time I got suit checked, that was the one thing I would always pay attention to at dinner. Making sure I saw everyone and then making sure I had my eyes on my feet the whole time. Because that's, <laughs> that's something when you have to get up on a chair and start singing in front of everybody. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Farrell probably was pretty easy. He could have. Oh, he was one of the guys that would always do it. Is he would just maneuver in and out of there and you would never know. Yep. Yep. I mean, and of course, in his size, his size, I mean, that that definitely makes a difference because he's so small, he could get under the table without anybody really noticing. Just saying. I'm not saying he could walk underneath there, with, but, uh, but I mean, he could probably do, he could probably do the Lombada or something, you know, but anyway, but so now, anyway, so in that second year, uh, was there any change at all as far as line mates go? Or? Uh, yeah, I was with uh, DJ Fisher, and then uh, his name, I think, Sal Ragusa. Sal Ragusa, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He and a, Sal was not, he was also not a big guy either, if I remember. No, but he was, he was a stocky one too. Yep. I mean, anytime anyone tried to hit that kid, he would hit do the reverse hit and just nail people. He was, yeah, he was a fun guy to play with. Yeah. I just remember the, uh, the little ragu. That's, that's what I remember. But, uh, he was such a wonderful guy. I mean, I, he, he was, he was a pretty cool guy. Uh, there was also, I'm trying to remember, um, that year too. Cause, and of course, fish is fish. Fish is, <laughs> oh my gosh. Fish, oh. fish, talk about getting under somebody's skin. And that was usually just that was usually guys on his own team, but he 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 had that he had that ability, and that's part of why I loved him because that's uh I mean it's it he was a crap disturber uh, par excellence. He was a guy that could uh, yeah he he could uh, he he had that ability man he could get under your skin not only on the other team but your own if you weren't careful. He just. Uh, well, that part of it, I think, too, is just that his natural ability to want to uh, play jokes and practical jokes on on people and see if he could burn them. But did, did he ever burn you? No, uh, he was he was pretty good about that. Like, I figured we, I think we had kind of like a truce because we're on a we're on the same line, so it's like, hey, we don't want any bad blood between us, you know. Let's yeah. let's let's get everyone else to be the butt of the joke. <laughs> so, um, what was the what was the best uh, what was the best uh, rib or joke did you that you got to see um, as far as uh, you know either in the locker room or on the road. One thing that I did, I forget where we were, but I did a leader on uh, Tarsha's door. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, we got we got to the hotel, and I, because I, usually we never knew where they were staying, but yeah, I finally figured out where he was, and I got up with a leader, and he, <laughs> I 
I remember just knocking and running because I was like, I can't stand here to be the guy that he sees. Yep. Yeah, I remember going to my door and just listening, and he he, <laughs> he was so upset. He kicked the, kicked the trash can, and <laughs> he could hear him swearing. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, my so gosh, mad. that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, man. You know, and it's funny because I was talking to a couple of uh, guys recently for podcasts and stuff, some of the more recent guys, and that has kind of gone away doing a leaner on the road. Uh, they don't do them as much anymore. And so, uh, you know, I met, he goes, and, and the kids, they were all like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> you know, so who knows? Maybe we'll spark a resurgence, a rebirth of it. It's, Always nice. You can always hear them squishing as they walk. Oh, <laughs> uh, now, um, now when, uh, now who were who were your uh, roommates when you were on the road? Who did you room with? Uh, no, I mean, I think it varied pretty much all the time I was with. I mean, Joe sometimes, Mark sometimes, uh, Clark, Jay Clark sometimes. I think it all just depended. Okay, well, but. Uh, I was gonna say you guys all got along pretty good in the in the in the in the room. Yeah, yeah, it was never an issue in the room. Uh, I mean, we got a, pretty much got along all all year. I mean, sometimes you'd have a little roughs, but we're teammates at heart. You know, we got to respect the guy next year. Yep. So okay, so um, let's talk now about you. You play in two years in Toledo. Uh, your second year was obviously much better than your first. Uh, as far as output and and uh, your abilities and stuff, I think you kind of blossomed in your second year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, I mean, honestly, it was it was Duncan. He, I mean, he really helped me. Uh, not as not only as a person, but as a player. I mean, <laughs> if if anyone has ever played with him, they know how hard he went in practice. It was honestly crazy the first couple times, like when I was a rookie practicing and he would hop in drills and like hack and whack you. I'm like, what? Like, what? am I supposed to hack you back? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, he would, he would have nothing on just his gloves and helmet and skates and he would be in there as hard as anyone else would be hacking and whacking and trying to score. But yeah, he, I mean, he instilled that confidence in me and, told me you know it's not all it's not all about skill it's about how hard you work and the dirty areas is the best way to score too because i mean you know you need a little bit to score and they don't ask how they ask how many that was one of the things he loved saying i i always say that now to uh, any kids i run into or when i was coaching just trying to tell me you know scouts don't ask how you'll need to go through everybody just ask how many you got mm-hmm. so now um so you've uh you had that second year that great second year um now after that second year what uh what uh what were your thoughts what were the prospects of you going moving on uh where was it that you i mean where did you hear offers from or tenders or anything like that what happened after the second year uh so after the second year i got uh drafted in the na by kenai river 
Oh, up uh, Alaska way, okay. <laughs> yeah, in Alaska. Yeah. Got uh went to their camp, really didn't didn't gel well with the coach. So I was like, you know what, I'm not I'm not going here. I played in a prospect tournament in Toronto with like all the CSHL guys that were uh midget eligible. Mm-hmm. So it was like me, Brent, uh, Andrew Kolb, I think Nick was on the team too. And out of there I got approached by a team in Alberta, the Okotoks Oilers, to come out. And I went out there, uh, made the team out of camp, and then played a preseason game, scored. And then the next night we had a preseason game. And then after that, a coach came up to me. I didn't play in that game. Coach came up to me and was like, hey, you got traded to a team in Saskatchewan. Here's a bus ticket. You're bus leaves at midnight and just pack up your stuff and gotta go and that was i mean that was kind of hard because i was with my dad and i was like okay well see you dad like i'm off to saskatchewan i mean i've never been out out that way and it was like a 12-hour bus ride oh wow <laughs> yeah and then I had to take a plane out to Lorange where i ended up now was that like a like a uh, one of those uh, little tiny planes? Those, those yeah, like the propeller planes. Yeah, it was. I mean, couldn't have been more than ten people on. Oh great! That's I call them Buddy Holly planes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's always my biggest fear, man, is being on a Buddy Holly plane and the waitress or the stewardess be you know whistling La Bamba or something. You know, it's like no, you know, have your dental records handy. But you know, it's like yowza. So, but uh, so now, now I mean that had to be weird though. I mean, I, what was your dad's reaction when you you know when you got traded? I I mean he was he was upset. He's like I don't know what happened, but he I mean he asked me he's like what do you want to do? He's like do you want to go home or do you want to like try this out? And I said no I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot and if I don't like it then I'll go home. But I'm here to play hockey. That's what I wanted to do. So I went out there, gave it a shot. I mean, fell in love with it, too. Uh, it was a, I mean, small town, probably no more than 5,000 people. Wow. One stoplight. Nearest McDonald's was like three hours away. Nearest Po Shop was three hours away. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere in Saskatchewan. Wow. That is insane. Now, I mean, was it, I mean, was it like, a, uh, when you say 5,000, I mean, is that, I mean, was it like civilization or was it like on a, on a, uh, on, like out in the middle of nowhere with nothing? Like, like no, no, uh, no McDonald's, no Burger King, no nothing. Yeah, no, it was out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was yeah, pretty much in a forest and then you get, and then, oh, hey, here's a little town. I mean, they had, like, an A&W or KFC. And then whatever their grocery store was, and that was pretty much it. Oh, my God. That, I mean, what was your initial reaction when you saw it? I mean, was it like, I'm in the Twilight Zone, or? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to like this, because, I mean, <laughs> I'm from Stony Heights, and I could literally drive, like, anywhere as, as long as like Toledo too, like you're around everything yep. and getting there. It's like, wow. Like if I want like to get a stick or go look at sticks, it's, 
it was yeah three hour drive holy cow <laughs> so they had no pro shop at the arena you could work with or no oh my god yeah but i bet they i bet they had uh they had a bar in there didn't they oh it was the the coldest coldest barn i've ever played in i mean up in, up there i think in the winter it was it's from i mean may till like march okay and it gets down to negative 40 degrees celsius holy cow yeah so you're walking in the rink and it's i mean you can see your breath some mornings when you're skating it so cold oh my god that's oof, oof. so i'm i'm just thinking now uh i mean did, did was there a family that you billeted with or yeah uh yeah actually uh billeted with uh, i built with three different families but my time up there uh the first family my first year i was with a kid from british columbia his work year two and he had a car so that was nice uh they were i mean down to earth people <laughs> she would make me i mean cookies and uh cinnamon rolls and like anything i wanted for road trips it was awesome wow <laughs> yeah then they left after my first year they moved so my second year i stayed with these older couple didn't really like it i was in a basement that was unfinished on a cot so i was like yeah i'm gonna get out of here talked to my coach then went to another family that had this house uh young son and i, I mean i pretty much became one of their <laughs> their own with the long seasons that we had in the last two years oh okay so um now what was the hockey like up there uh, <laughs> I mean, everything you read about, I remember the first couple of practices, people are, you know, asking me where I'm from and like, oh, you know, a Yankee coming over the border to play our game. Like the quote out of Young Bud was kind of funny, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're all pretty much farm boys up there, but yeah, it was rough, tough hockey. Yeah. So, um, did you get into a lot of fights up there or anything or? Now, were you able to put the puck in the net uh, to keep them happy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I was five points away from setting their all-time record. Wow. That's awesome. Now, uh, you know, I mean, uh, were you looking – while you were up there, were you keeping an eye on things down here as far as maybe opportunities to play anywhere uh, here a little bit closer to home? my first year uh when i came back i know i signed with texas but then just didn't have a good feeling about it uh even it kind of fell through so i went i went back up to saskatchewan and then i mean we had a a great run i mean my first year i think we only won 11 games and then my next year we we won the whole sj and then finished third in all of Canada for Junior A. Mm -hmm. And then after that year, I got drafted into the USHL uh, for Muskegon. Okay. Went to their went to their camp. 
actually with uh, Andrew Kolb, me and him were at line mates pretty much the whole main camp. And, I mean, we lit it up uh, and then talked to the coach and he really didn't like what he had to say because he was like, you know, this is more of a younger league. You guys will be second line and we're taking on this other 20-year-old that's going to be a fighter, so you guys are going to be in and out of the lineup. Because in the USHL, you can only have three 20-year-olds play at all times. And I was like, you know, that's not what I'm signing up for. Probably made a mistake, but didn't feel like that at the time because I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time. I, I know what I can do, and if you want to waste time with a fighter in this league, yeah. I don't want to be a part of it. So I went back up there, and <laughs> we actually won the SJ again. And then to get into nationals, we had to play the, we had to play the Manitoba team, and we lost in Game Seven. Oh, so. Now my question now is is that uh, um, how uh, the as far as when you go back up there and play how well has your uh, knowledge of Canadian geography gotten since you went up there because you probably when you first went up I would think didn't even know where Saskatchewan or Alberta were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it just from a map, but yeah, it's gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So that's funny. So you talked about your dad being up there for like eight years. Um, uh, Is he back in Detroit now, or? Yeah, he's back home. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was nice having him out in Calgary because he would, he would come. I mean. Because we played all over Saskatchewan, so when we played one that was close to him, he would drive, drive out, see me. So that was, I mean, that was always nice because after every game, you know, they had people to go talk to, and I was, <laughs> and nobody. Because who's come out to Saskatchewan? I mean, it was, I think it was like a forty-hour drive that my dad had to do to get out there. Oh my god! But yeah, he would, he would drive out to these small towns that we played in, I think it was like an eight hour drive for him to come watch me. But yeah, he, every chance he got, he came out and watched. So that was always nice. Holy smokes. Still though, that's, that's just incredible. So, um, now when you, uh, when you finish playing in the SJ, uh, were you looking to play anywhere else or were you looking to get on with real life? So I did, uh, I went out to Vermont, played for Norwich, it's a Division Three NCAA school, uh, played good, I busted up my knee, I think I tore my MCL that year, Oh. I mean, played through it, because we were, I mean, we were, we were such a good team, I think we didn't lose a game our first, like, 20-some games, and then we went to the Frozen Four and lost to the to the, the national champion. They went out to win, but yeah, it was it was fun. Holy smokes! Now, were you uh, first line there, or were you uh, you know second or third line, or did they want you to play something you weren't used to playing, like no, like I, they wanted you to in Muskegon? No, uh, second line. They wanted me to score. Uh, one of the one of the weird things was they they liked to do this like flip thing out of the zone, 
so this one guy could race down and score, like get it because he was one of the faster guys. But something like that's, I mean, that's not my game. I'll I'll pass it to him, but I'm not I'm not just flipping it out of the zone. Mm-hmm. And so, how did I mean? Did you gel well with your coach there? Or? Yeah, no, it was it was good. Uh, just after the year, my knee wasn't right, and my dad still wasn't home, so I went went back home. Didn't play at all for a year, and then just wanted to get back into hockey. And I was still going to school, so I played two years of ACHA for Rochester College. Mm-hmm. Before getting the degree and then moving on to real life. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me. Um, now, <laughs> now, what was the transition like for you when, uh, when you were done playing competitive hockey? Was it a hard? Was it a really tough transition? Yeah. No. I mean, it was way different. Like going from uh, the Division three school to going to ACHA, they didn't want to take it as serious but i mean i really didn't take it as serious either but it's it was still hard i mean i even tried playing beer leagues for a little bit but then people <laughs> people still think they're really kosher and they're gonna get scouted out of the, the beer leagues to go play in the nhl so i'm yeah. like all right i'm just i'm just gonna give it up and do a little coaching uh until I mean, I think like two years ago until my daughter was born. Well, how, how old were the kids you were coaching? Uh, 14. Oh, okay. So basically Bantam age. Yeah. And, well, now I know I don't want to coach that age. They, they have a little bit more attitude than I, what I like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd, rather coach, I'd rather coach some 10-year-olds. Uh, get down <laughs> into the peewees. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, yeah, with uh, the Bantam and Midget age kids. Yeah, they've got they've got attitudes. Uh, they, you you can't you can't go auto Blake on them. So <laughs> so you know it's not not an easy thing to do. But um, now it's it, you know I mean now that you know you're settled down, you're a family man, you know you work and all that stuff. Um, do you ever uh, sometimes think about maybe going back someday and coaching again? No, hundred uh, percent. I was actually looking into it more recently because now, you know, we got my daughter under under control now. It's, what did we give that, like, first couple of years just to, I mean, learn parenthood? Because it's, it's a beast within itself. <laughs> yeah, I, def- <laughs> I definitely, definitely want to get into coaching. Uh, what, the terrible twos? Come on. What, how hard could that be? <laughs> yeah. you, 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 thought, you thought 14-year-old kids were tough to be uh, handle. Huh. <laughs> Wait, wait till she gets to be three and four, and then and then wait till she's fourteen, and you've yeah, got to look at those wait. boys, and you remember when you were fourteen and looking at girls. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a, a beautiful thing. Paybacks there, Doug. That's all I gotta tell you. Paybacks. But uh, so uh, before we wind her up here, uh, uh, when when I say Toledo Cherokee, what comes to your mind? Just like, I mean, honestly, one of the greatest places to play. Uh, it, the place that gave me an opportunity. Uh, I mean, turned me into the player that I am today. Uh, taught me how to win. Taught me how to play junior hockey. 
just gave me, I mean, so much love for that, for that organization. Uh, it, it's honestly a great place to play. If anyone's listening, you have any doubts, I mean, please give it a chance. I did. I mean, I drove 80 miles each way to play there. And I mean, I would do it again in a heartbeat. It's a great place, great people. And I mean, you'll have the memories forever. That's true. Very true. So, uh, you know, and now, um, you know, are, are you going to have your daughter? Are you going to uh, introduce her to the game or? Oh, yeah. I've already been introducing to the game. I mean, <laughs> since she was, since she was little, we, all we do is watch hockey. And she likes watching hockey. She loved the game. Yeah, that's uh, that was honestly one thing that would stop her in her tracks. Because I mean, nothing will. But if she's playing, and then I'll flip on any game, she'll sit hockey, and then she'll start watching with me. We have I got her mini set sick her first Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, hockey. <laughs> she's gonna be playing hockey. <laughs> oh man, I love this. This is what this is one of my favorite things to to see as a, as a guy who's uh, who's doing this is that uh, I I just love it when I hear uh, our former players and stuff. Not only are you talking about wanting to coach and give back to the game, but when they're introducing their kids to the sport and they try to develop them uh, into a passion that uh, to a passion that they they hope they have the same passion that they had. So, you know, you can't ask for better than that. Well, Doug, um, is there anything else you want to throw out there and stuff? Do you have any other stories or anything you want to add to this? Uh, I I think I'm good. I mean, just want to say if if Dunk listens, thank you, Duncan, for everything you've done for me and giving me a chance when I was that 15-year-old kid that got cut from everywhere and just thank you and thank you for all you did and i mean everyone from i mean jay to flavor that is yeah. everyone that's big down mo. there yeah big mo thank you guys for all you did i mean you all helped shape the person i am today too well that's the one last question before i let you go and right. that is this um if you had if the the guy that you are now, if you could talk to a Cherokee player today, as far as to give them advice, what would that be? To take every practice, every game, every second you're out there and give it to your all. Cause I mean, you never know when it's going to end. Uh, I would, I would work as hard as you can now. I mean, just trying to get to wherever you want to go, if that's college, if that's another junior team, but put as much effort as you can in right now and give it your all. Because, I mean, before you blink, it's going to be over. Because I know when I was 15 starting out, I was like, oh, you know, I'll be playing junior forever. And then when I was 20 in Saskatchewan, I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's over already. Uh Yeah, very much so. So, um, well, I tell you, I – I, I, I man, you sparked a lot of memories in my head with uh, a lot of these guys that uh, I've heard from that you know that you mentioned, and I just uh, uh, I I don't know that uh, you know like I said guys like Jay Clark, Mark Farrell, oh my God, that cracked me up when you brought that up, and I just uh, I 
I remember back then him doing a rotation somewhere uh, near, not too far from Toledo, uh, where he was doing a rotation as uh, as a nurse and uh, and student and student nurse at the time, and uh, just uh, it's you know what I mean. It's just those little things that you think about, you know, and it's like holy cow. And then, like I say, the stories involving your dad and you being up in Saskatchewan in the middle of nowhere. Holy smokes. That's just, uh, that's the best. You know I mean? It's like you, you, those things you will take and you'll tell, you'll tell your little girl about those days. Uh, at least you'll clean them up, of course, but, <laughs> but, uh, you'll tell her about those days and she's going to wonder and go, wow, how did you do that? And, and, you know, you just did what you had to do and you guys made it work and that's what makes hockey so great is the is the th- is the stories is the things that you guys had to do to make it work for you so you know uh i, I all i can say is hats off to you because uh, i couldn't have done it so i know that's for doggone sure but uh anyway well doug man it seems like it was only 10 minutes ago we started this <laughs> Doesn't it, man? It, honestly, it just seems like it was just a few minutes ago. We, I hit talking the, the talking the good old days. Yep, talk, hit the button, and it's like, man, here we are, over an hour later, and man, that's crazy. But I tell you, buddy, I appreciate you doing this. Good to hear from you. And uh, when the world gets back to normal again, I, I, I guarantee you, we're gonna have a, a reunion, whether we have an alumni game or whether we all get together and go watch a Cherokee game, uh, just and have a couple pops and tell some some stories. Uh, we're definitely gonna do all of that. So uh, I will definitely keep you in the loop for that and look forward to that happening. So and I hope you'll be able to make it. So hey, whenever this world is uh, back to normal, I definitely want to bring the whole. I'm going to go and show the girl, you know, what it's like to be in the ice house. Yep. See what dad, see what daddy used to do, you know, <laughs> well, not everything, but yeah, the, the general idea. <laughs> so anyway, well, Doug, I appreciate this buddy. Thanks a lot. All the best to you. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right, you bet. Well, that's going to do it for episode 48 here of the Cherokee Rewind. Big thanks to Doug Lindensmith uh, for sharing his uh, his story with us. That was a lot of fun to go back down memory lane with Doug. And don't forget, each and every Wednesday and Saturday, these drop. So if you want to be uh, reminded, whatever platform you use, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, be sure to subscribe for the Cherokee Rewind. And every time the new episode drops, it will remind you. So uh, for Doug Lindensmith, I am Mick and saying thanks for listening as you've been listening to episode 48 of the Cherokee Rewind. We'll talk to you.